Hello, everybody. I'm Clay Brees, and this is The Watchman. We are sounding the alarm for the peril and the uncertainty that lie ahead. Our commitment on The Watchman is for the objective truth. As The Watchman on the wall, we will always call out whenever we see those that live in the land of the fifth dimension attempt to put feelings and emotions in front of facts and truth. We will call out their real motives, folks. The real motives of those living in the land of unlimited imagination. We're going to do that by expounding on the under, the underreported facts. And today we're going to be doing this with Annette Baker. Annette Baker is an environmental science expert. She's a homeschool teacher. She's also a region chairwoman of the Berks County Republican Committee, and she's also a lead candidate and in likely winner. Anticipated winner in November of the Pennsylvania Senate seat against Judy Swank, Judy the Marxist Swank out of Reading, and uh, we look forward to getting a net in Harrisburg to help straighten some things out. And uh, but anyway, welcome to the Watchman, Annette. Thanks for that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Annette, I wanted to, let's talk to our listeners a little bit. I mean, we're seeing a lot of these polls come out, and I wanted to talk to our listeners a little bit about what it is that's going on with these polls and, and, and why we're seeing. Now, first off, you're seeing CNN poll, Gallup polls, uh, you know, um, ABC News polls, uh, New York Times polls, Reuters polls, uh, Pew polls. I mean, all these different polls are coming up. And one thing that we're seeing, and Annette and I were doing a lot of research on this, folks. So I wanted our listeners to know and have the confidence that what Annette and I are saying is real. You know, we're seeing that, that these polls are always heavily slanted against Republicans. For instance, they'll be slanting the polls with 40% independents, 36% Democrats, and like 24% Republican. Or, you know, in one poll, I think it was like that, ABC News poll was like that. CNN actually had 27% Republican. 33% 33% independent and 40% Democrat, uh, I should say 40% independent, 33% Democrat. Either way, every one of these polls have one similarity, and that is they're slanted heavily to the independents and the Democrats. So we we call them all when I see them, and Annette and I say this, when we see them on the flashed across the screen, a new New York Times poll shows this, a new Reuters poll, a, U, a new YouGov poll or a new whatever poll, we all call them the independent Democrat surveys, because when you poll Republicans at levels, unbelievably low levels, you're going to get a skewed number. And I, and again, they're doing this because we haven't seen Republican support for the Republican candidate at levels above 90%, 92%, 93%. We haven't seen this since like, Dwight Eisenhower, okay? Even Reagan didn't have levels at this high with the Republicans. Republicans love Trump. Not only do they support Trump at 92, 93% in any survey that I've seen, I've seen him as high as 95, 96%, but whatever the case is, I haven't seen him below 90 on any poll. Republicans love Trump, and not only do they love Trump, but they are sold out on Trump and they cannot wait to vote. When elections are won, when the base of a party is really energized and, and excited to vote, 
because you bring out a larger percentage of your total electorate. For instance, in this country, we have roughly 89,300,000 registered Republicans. We have roughly 98,700,000 registered Democrats. We have roughly 47 million registered independents. We know that the Republicans will come out in record numbers. We know this. David Plouffe was on the television about three weeks ago. He made a comment. He said, we know Republicans are coming out in record numbers, folks. Record numbers. They know this. And when you bring out a larger percentage of your base, which matches or eclipses the base, the number that comes out for the other base, you win the election, especially if your favorables are over 90% with your party. Because not only are they going to come out to vote, but they're going to come out and vote for you. And, I mean, literally, I mean, Trump's favorables amongst, like I said, amongst Republicans is 92-93%. His favorables amongst Democrats is about 15%. Um, his favorables among independents is about 50 or so, give or take one or two here and there. And because of those numbers... If, they, if the Republicans are more motivated and more energized, they're going to come out, and that's how you win elections. So all these pundits and fake experts that have been out there declaring all these years that it's all about the precious independents and the precious moderates, folks, that's been a recipe for, for losing elections because you're not motivating your base. This is what the Democrats are trying to do now with Biden, and it's impossible because we understand in Annette and I, uh, understand that the words Joe Biden and excitement and energy are never used in the same sentence unless you're using it with lack of energy and lack of excitement. Annette, what are your thoughts on Joe Biden? And what can the Democrats do to try to match the energy? What 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 can they do, if anything? I, I honestly don't know if they have anything in the playbook that's going to work. Um, if the president can still maintain the numbers that he's maintaining right now in the midst of the worst pandemic we have seen in over 100 years. That's right. Um, an economy that went from just absolutely a bullet train speed uh, as far as improvement goes uh, over a three-year period to a complete, almost complete standstill, and yet still be polling the way he's polling with his base. Um, and and it, it's not just the base. This is the thing that they're not looking at. And you're, you're right with the numbers. Um, when you oversample in certain areas, it does skew the, the results. And, and I would have thought that they would have learned that the first time around when everybody missed the fact that Trump was going to win based on the surveys that were taken at the time um, before Hillary Clinton, you know, the going into the election, they were predicting a 96% chance that she was going to win based on polling data. Um, apparently they, they still don't get it and they're still not accurate with predictions um, because what's happening in social media. And I, I spend time on social media, following things, reading things, um, listening to what people are saying. And there are a lot of people. I, I saw one person who said that um, her next door neighbor, who was a lifelong Democrat, had registered as a Republican, along with her spouse and their 12 kids and grandkids that all were together. I guess they all live within a certain area uh, nearby. 
and that they were all voting for Trump. They had never voted for Trump before, but they were all voting for Trump. And those were the kinds of things like on a very quiet back channel, not necessarily being picked up on by the mainstream media. Those were the same kinds of things that we were hearing during the first election in 2016. And that's the kind of stuff that makes me think, okay, something else is going on that they're missing. When you're seeing um, the African-American community, the Latino community coming out in numbers, record numbers in support of getting back to work because of the, all of this stuff with COVID of supporting the president and they're openly supporting the president, um, which was not heard of. And, and people have said, you know, other political pundits have commented that the president polls 20% or more in either the Latino or the African-American community. Um, if he pulls more than 20%, he will he he doesn't need a lot of other people that that they're thinking will have to vote for him and i think the base is fired up i think you're right i think people are excited to get out there as excited as they are to get back to work um those of us that are in the you know in the middle of uh looking at campaigns and doing work on campaigns um we're ready to get out there we've been working you know we've been working as much as we can uh, behind the scenes on social media, the Trump campaign has been working. They, they're they not stopping. And that's that's the encouraging thing is that even in the midst of all of this, um, there's a lot to be excited about. There's a lot that's going to be coming uh, in the next few weeks as we start to open the, the um, <clears throat> me, open states up again. Hopefully Pennsylvania will eventually be there before August. Um, that's what I've been hearing is is we're looking at an August full opening for the entire state. Um, I don't think people will take will sit home that long. Um, I think it's going to be very hard for the governor to keep a lid on everything until August, because what people don't realize is if we have an August opening, you'll have September, October. And by November, you'll be back in lockdown again because COVID will start making a return. That's what they're predicting. So that's one of the concerns that, you know, that's why they're talking about doing a huge uh, mail-in ballot push um, to do a, na- a nationwide mail-in ballot or a nationwide electronic ballot. Some are pushing for that. Um, and those are things, that, you know, they're talking about lawsuits and all kinds of things um, to push us into a mail-in ballot uh, issue, which is really a scary per- prospect because of issues that have been uh, seen in the past. Um, 28 million ballots over a 10-year, I think it was a 10-age or 10-year period, have disappeared. Um, But you know, Annette, and and again, I don't want to get our listeners concerned about the mail-in because even though we have it here in this state, you got to request the ballot, you got to, and you got to have special information to get it. Uh, a personal information. And then, of course, then once you get the ballot, you have to fill out the ballot. And then, of course, now you have to mail the ballot and it has to be mailed on time. All this has to be done. Mail-in ballots do not make unreliable voters reliable. They just don't. OK, it doesn't improve reliability <laughs> for unreliable voters, but it does set up the stage right. for fraud and which is what Annette's talking about. But we don't really have that issue in Pennsylvania yet because they don't have the vote harvesting. Now, I do agree the courts are going to settle this, but but, but let me just say this, okay? I think what's important that we understand is the Democrats right now, the Marxists, are trying to play up this pandemic 
trying to play up the shutdown because they want desperately to to use this as their cannon fire, if you will, to bring this country to its proverbial knees and 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 and, and then demand mail-in ballots so they can have vote harvesting. This is what they want. This is their battle of the bulge. I want you to understand something. Thank God, first off, God is sovereign. God is in control. And nothing catches God off guard. Nothing. He's not surprised by any of this. We have the initiative in this state. Why? Because we have the president. We have our Gideon with a sword as the president. And he is out front fighting this. Okay? And we also have the courts now because he's appointed like one out of every four justices across this country have been appointed by him personally. Okay? So we have the courts. I mean, he's had the appointments literally already in four years. He's had eight years worth of appointments. I don't want to miss that, folks. We've had eight years worth of appointments, seven or eight years worth of appointments, because the Senate was holding up Obama's appointments because Obama was giving us or putting forward these activists that the the Republicans were like, nope, we're not doing this. Nope, we're not doing that. So if you're not going to give us good judges, then we're just going to hold off on appointments to the next president which became Donald Trump, and all those appointments became his. So we've got the courts. Now, their goal is to try to bring this to a sort of battle of the bulge culmination. That's what they're trying to do. Uh, They have nothing else. They're going to lose this election if it goes down normal. They know this. They know this. This is like Custer watching the battle of Little little Bighorn and and Reed. In a rerun, he's he's watching the news clip of his getting surrounded. He knows what's going to happen. They know this is coming. So their only thing they can do is to, to use this pandemic to create the fear and the chaos and the pandemonium. This is what they're deliberately trying to do. They want to break the system. They want to break the backs of companies. They don't want people going back to work and actually having jobs to go back to. They want these companies to go through the restructuring of, of, of bankruptcy so they can get the better deals. Well, they want to put them in a situation to where the, their only deal is a bankruptcy renegotiation and a restructuring of their loans. That's their only deal. This is what they want. They want to do this. They, I said this in the last episode for those that are listening to this as well. They have no, they're giving us a 5,000-foot flyover. Their plan is a 5,000-foot flyover of generalities. They don't have specifics. They don't have a plan for restaurants to reopen. They don't have specifics as to what they think needs to take place. The silverware needs to all be individually wrapped, and we need to have so many tables per square foot, or whatever it is, whatever the plan is. They don't have a plan for barbershops to get reopened. I have to get my hair cut today. My wife's going to have to give me a haircut because I haven't had a haircut since March. Nobody has, because the barbers are all closed. They don't have a plan to reopen barbers. As I said before, if masks worked to prevent illness, then why aren't we reopening with masks? Because they know the masks don't work. The masks are a component to instill and reinforce fear. We have activist governors all across this country, one right here in Harrisburg with Tom Wolf who's incompetent beyond all measure, okay, who has an incompetent, abjectly failure of a, of, a, of a physician general who has no clue at all of reality. This is a fifth-dimensional character 
trying to make real decisions in real time. And then we have we have a stoned lieutenant governor who can't get off the joint and he's smoking pot every day. And he wants to legalize pot so we can get all that extra income in. He sees a stone Pennsylvania as the future of a successful Pennsylvania. This is their insane future that they have for us. This is what they have planned. These people are, they're just out there. And it's absolutely frightful. And this is what's got Republicans like Annette and I fired up and running for office like Annette is. And this is why we can't wait to vote. And But I, I don't want our listeners to be fearful of this mail-in because in Pennsylvania, it's, 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 this is not going to happen. They're not going to put off the November election. They can't. They're not going to. They cannot do it. They're going to have. States are going to have their elections in spite of the efforts by these Marxists. The courts are going to rule. No, we're going to have the election. People have to go in there wearing their masks if they want to be safe then, though. And guess what? Republicans are going to walk in wearing their masks if they have to and not wearing their masks if it's only guidance. <laughs> and Republicans are going to vote. The Democrats are scared to death. See, they also see this this latest poll that I believe it came out by Gallup, Annette, that shows the number of Democrats. They showed, uh, I believe, I believe it was only 4% of Democrats want to get back to work. And they guess it was almost 50% of Republicans are ready to go back to work. That was like a, a few days ago, that poll that came out maybe a week or two ago. But it was like no Democrats want to go back to work. They see that their party is so, their people, their, their constituents that are so tethered, surgically attached to government, they see that these people have fear surgically attached to their psyche and they just don't, they don't want to go anywhere. And that, what are you seeing on all this? Yeah, I agree. And and you're right. You know, with with the mail-in ballots here in Pennsylvania, we are we definitely are leading the way on making sure that vote harvesting doesn't happen. And not, so what happens in California will not be happening here with the mail-in ballots. Right. And you're right on that. And that that's a great thing. Um, you know, but the the Democrats always go back to don't let a good crisis go to waste. That's right. You know, that's their their game plan. And and the governor is right in on that. You know, he's pushing for $15 or $12 minimum wage uh, before we come out of lockdown, which my husband pointed out is kind of like extortion. <laughs> Not like kind of like, but <laughs> it kind of it, it definitely is. I mean, to say, you know, the, the assembly has to give me 15, you know, $12 minimum wage. And we'll talk about coming out of, um, you know, coming out of all of the uh, lockdown stuff that's been going on. Um, you know, that that's kind of one of those things where it's like you kind of step back and go, whoa. But that is the Democrat playbook. They really, truly do look at every crisis with the idea of how do we advance our agenda? Yeah, but they're going and up when you take. Going- yeah, but they're going up against Trump, and and they're going up against an. Oh yeah, and Trump. that's yeah. They're and, they're they're fighting a huge uphill battle on that one. And and they also don't have the they don't have the wherewithal or the hoots, but a change. They're going to stick to their failed playbook. But I want to get into this because we only have about oh about ten minutes before the show ends here. So I want you to get into another big obstacle that that Joseph Low Energy Biden has to deal with, and that is Tara Reid and some of this uh, this uh, these credible, which I think sounds credible to me. Uh, the claims of sexual assault. And I want to point out to our listeners, as we did last week, and that that Tara Reid, the reason that we believe Tara Reid, of course, my wife pointed this out, the reason she believes Tara Reid is credible is because Tara Reid told her mother. 
And her mother, the evidence of that, her mother called Larry King, Larry King alive, and chatted about this incident. But Annette, I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, can Joe Biden run from this for forever? I mean, is the Me Too movement going to be de-energized because of their attempts to, because of the corrupt leaders, if you will, that their leaders in their organization, the Me Too movement, are being shown as corrupt partisans? They're not, they're not uh, loyalists and true believers of the issue of, of this Me Too issue, if you will, of pathology. Um, they're, they're not. They're, they're more sold out to Biden getting him elected than they are to the movement itself. I mean, is this going to demoralize their base? What, what is this going to do to Biden? Can he hide from this? And also, I want you to talk a little bit about what's going on with social media and how they're removing posts about this. Thinking, too, I want you to comment, do you believe that their attempts to remove posts is going to keep this news under wraps? What do you think on all of that? I know that's a lot for you to unpack, but make you get your best shot at it, Matt. Do a good job. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yeah, I think that, that they are doing a huge disservice to the Me Too movement. Um Obviously, you know, it's, it was one of those things that um, the quick turnaround in terms of, well, we don't believe her now, um, even though, like you said, there's there's other credible witnesses that are coming out and saying, yeah, I remember her saying something to me about it. I remember, you know, this there's a, a young lady. Um, she was 14 at the time that the that the former vice president made a comment about her anatomy, which was highly inappropriate. He should not have been uh, commenting on that, particularly at a, uh, you know, concerning a 14 year old. Um, those are the kinds of things that really are concerning and, and do creepy. legitimize and creepy. It's creepy. Oh yeah. It's well, I mean, all you have to do is, is, you know, take a look at some of the videos of him sniffing little girl's hair and, you know, inappropriate, hand placement on people's, you know, women's shoulders, young girls' shoulders that they highly, you know, you can tell that they are uncomfortable with. This guy's a caricature of a creep. I mean, but, but what, but, but do you think that they're sheltering him is going to, is going to protect this caricature of a creep? Oh, no, I think, I think what it's doing, it, it, honestly, people, I tend to think that people are a lot smarter than that. Um, Maybe I give them too much credit in some cases. Uh, there's a few women that I respected that I was like, what do you mean? You're not even going to consider what she's alleging. You know, it, it was shocking to me to read that um, and to hear what they had to say. Um, but, yeah, the, the social media, I mean, I, it's it's crazy to watch. I was literally watching on my on my Twitter feed and had just about was about to click on an article talking about. Uh, the allegations by Tara Reid. And as I was about to click on it, it literally vanished from my timeline. And the two, uh, the two tweets above and below, you know, they smashed together and it was gone. Um, and, and it didn't happen just once. I have, I've had that happen quite often um, in the last few days where I'll be, I'll be looking at a tweet and it will instantly vanish right before my eyes. Uh, it's the craziest thing. But the problem is, is that the media in their attempt to, to try to cover social media in particular, in their attempts to try to, to, you know, change the direction or move, you know, move people away. It's almost like, you know, ooh, shiny object over here, look over here, um, ignore this that's going on. 
it, it seems like every day there's another layer to, you know, what the pro, you know, that there's more problems coming up. Um, you know, the vice president, former vice president said, you know, we'll go check with the Senate. I guess it was like a Senate records um, uh, committee or something that's supposed to keep information. And they're like, we don't keep that kind of information here. Um, so there's, it seems like there's this constant misdirection by the the campaign, by the media, by social media. And it seems like the more they try to um, cast aspersions and, and dissuade everybody from digging any deeper, the worse it gets because people actually go, well, why are they working so hard to push this aside? Why are they not, why are they so concerned uh, when you have Jake Tapper who asks, do you believe that the vice, you know, the former vice president did this? You know, when he starts pressing Democrats and I believe if I remember correctly, it was a uh, uh, governor Whitmer half-wit. in an interview, half wit, um, witless. Um, he asked her if she believed Tara Reed and why she didn't because she, believed Christine Blasey Ford, Blasey Ford, um, she said she believed her, but she doesn't believe Tara Reid. And he was trying to, you know, to ascertain what, what is the, what is the difference? And she would not really answer him. And, you know, we all know what the difference is. One's a D, the other's an R. And that's where it comes down. And unfortunately, um, you know, the the way it's being handled, I really feel for, for Tara Reid and all this. I, I think that, you she know, getting, she not getting, only she getting threats, she getting threats. She's getting, well, she's, yeah, death she's threats. Getting and, threats. Yeah, death it's threats. typical. Well, yeah, it's typical. Is, and sadly, that's it's sad that we have to we're saying it is typical that that happens. But but, you know, like like you would, I think, pointing out and again, we're getting to the end of the show here, but I want you to wrap this up. You don't believe that they're giving him political cover is going to help him in the end, because like from what you I'm gathering is you think this is eventually all going to come out. It's only going to make it more painful later and uh, it's going to make it more painful for the party. But see, they know that he's not going to win anyway. And as I said before, and I don't I want our listeners to always remember this. That's why when you see a poll come out, you have to know that it's likely a Democrat independent poll, that the Republicans are probably around 23 to 27 percent of the poll. They do that because you can't put Republicans around 38 percent of the poll when they when when the favorables for Trump are like 93 percent, because when that happens, they're going to show Trump sitting about five or 10 points ahead of Joe Biden in any election. And they're going to show him at 55 percent favorables and and whatnot. Biden's going to look horrible. okay, and and he's going to look even worse than he is in reality. This is going to be a pin the tail on the donkey this November. They're the reason that we're, we we're, we have all this shutdown problems and no leadership in these state capitals. They're the reason, their party, right here in Pennsylvania. And they're the reason that Tara Reid's story is trying to be stifled. And it's the Me Too movement, I believe, <clears throat> that are going to be very, they're going to be very upset at, 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 I think, the Democrat candidates. And that final thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think if there's, uh, you know, as, as more of the information comes to light 
Um, again, you know, it's just like with the General Flynn issue, so many issues that the media, the Democrats, the progressives, the, the people, the deep state, the harder they work to cover everything up, once it comes out, the angrier people get. And what they're not understanding is the backlash um, that's coming is, is going to be pretty severe, I think, for, for their candidates. Um, I think they're going to have it's going to be one of those tidal wave kind of situations. And, you know, we're looking at, at the House makeup at the federal level. Um, you know, the, it could be a, a huge pickup. Um, well, I think it's going to mean. I think the, it's going to mean that. I think it's going to mean a win for you personally. I've had this discussion with you. I think Trump's going to win the Pennsylvania eleven, and I think because he wins, and because the Democrats don't come out in the numbers the Republicans do, you're going to win. I think you're going to beat Judy Swank. I've said this to you, and I, I mean I'm going to say it publicly. <laughs> I believe it. I, you're a good candidate. Well, you're, you've got your stuff together, and I think you're going to pull it off. I think Judy Swank's going to have her hands full. But, uh, but I look, again, we, we got to wrap it up there. We are out of time, but we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Thanks for being with us this, this afternoon. Be with us every Saturday afternoon right here on AM Radio 1180 WFYL for this distinct, compelling discussion, our unpacking with a punch of these facts. And we'll always give it to you straight and straight right here on, 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 the, uh, on the Watchmen. We appreciate you being here. Thanks for tuning in. Some of our audience listens to The Watchmen uh, during normal air times, either by going to the website, 1180WFYL.com, and clicking Listen Live, or going to YouTube and searching WFYL there and clicking Listen Live, or they just listen live in the listening area during normal air times, or they wait for the podcasts and they listen there. However you choose to listen, thank you for doing it. For Annette Baker, I'm Clay Breeze. See you next week on The Watchmen. Goodbye for now.